Thank you, Brother Terry. Very fitting song, so truthful. You know, Jesus wants to give his very special grace. You know, grace is that unmerited favor of Jesus, of God. And he wants to give that grace to you. Nothing you can do to deserve it. It's a gift. His grace is a gift. And so he wants to give his grace to you, his unmerited favor to you, if you'll receive that as a free gift. Well, again, thank you for tuning in to our worship service. If you have your Bible, please turn to Psalm 121. Psalm 121. And I want to share with you a sermon I've simply entitled, Finding Help During a Crisis. Finding Help During a Crisis. Let's look at Psalm 121, and we'll read that chapter, which only contains eight verses. I'll be reading now the New King James Version. Psalm 121, verse 1. The psalmist said, I will lift up my eyes to the hills from whence cometh my help. My help comes from the Lord who made heaven and earth. He will not allow your foot to be moved. He who keeps you will not slumber. Behold, he who keeps Israel shall neither slumber nor sleep. The Lord is your keeper. The Lord is your shade at your right hand. The sun shall not strike you by day nor the moon by night. The Lord shall preserve you from all evil. He shall preserve your soul. The Lord shall preserve your going out and your coming in from this time forth and forevermore. Heavenly Father, thank you for your word. We thank you, Lord, that we know it's the inspired word of God. It's the infallible word of God. Lord, we know it's the inerrant word of God. There's no error in your word. It's God-breathed. It comes straight from you. And so help us to understand that at the beginning, that these are just not words on paper, but it's a message from you. Help us to take it to heart this morning. Help me, I pray, O oh God, as I share your word, this message to us. Help us to, Lord, not just be hearers only, but doers of your word. Help us, Lord, not just to tuck it away and never call upon it, but, Lord, help us to put it in our mind of where we'll use it every day in some way. Help us to realize where our help comes from that there's help during this crisis, any crisis. We make this prayer in Jesus' name. Amen. Some believe that Psalm 121 is a psalm that was written in the days of Hezekiah when the Assyrian army was threatening Judah and Jerusalem. And so this morning, I'd like for you to try to picture King Hezekiah shut up in Jerusalem. Picture him being locked down, unable to go outside the city gates, in fear of losing his life to an opposing enemy. 
Now, humanly speaking, this situation was a very desperate situation. Therefore, a psalm such as this was composed to match the situation. It was then, and it is now, a psalm to turn a psalm to turn to, I should say, when life's shadows kind of turn dim and the future kind of looks uh, bleak. It's a very appropriate song for us, especially during these days, during a worldwide pandemic. It's a song for our nation to sing. But it's also so personal, it would be good for us to get alone somewhere. And when we're going through this tough time or any uncertainty, going through some type of personal distress, some type of grief for whatever reason, and just get along with the Lord and sing to Him this song. Now, the Bible teaches that all of us are strangers and sojourners on earth. A sojourner, a pilgrim, is a person who is on a long journey. And so the point is, none of us know which way the road of life will turn from time to time. Just a few months ago, everything was going really good for us personally, perhaps, and us as a nation in regards to all the economic markers. Everything was going good. People were so happy and unafraid. But a road, a journey that we're on now, we've discovered has hills and curves and valleys and bends, and it can go any way. Therefore, eventually, all of us will come to a curve, will come to a dip, a, a mountain, a valley, on the road that we're traveling. And when that occurs, we have to look to God for help. We look to Him for our strength and for our direction. Now, some of you may be experiencing a bend in your road at the present, maybe prior to this virus. You may have had a challenge with your health or a challenge with your marriage or your children or your finances. You may have had a challenge being a senior adult or you may have had a challenge being a caregiver. And as you're well aware, we're at a very critical bend in the road as a nation uh, with this virus. But our nature has, um, has been that things go good and things go right and we carry on. But right now we're, as a nation and as individuals, we're facing an uphill climb. Remember the old song, and I refer to it from time to time, this world is not my home, I'm just passing through. But the point is, you probably would agree that it's not easy to pass through this world at times. So as you read Psalm 121, you can hear the psalmist cry out, Lord, I need your help. Lord, I need you to guide me on this journey. Lord, I need you to show me the right way. And so he lifts his eyes to the hills. And he sees the one who can give him direction and strength and guidance and wisdom for his journey. 
Now, in the Christian Standard Bible, the subheading for this psalm or this song is a song of ascent. A song of ascent. In the New King James, right under uh, Psalm 121, it says a psalm of or a song of ascent. Now, as you search the subheadings, there are 15 different songs of ascent. The point is, as the Israelites would travel to Jerusalem for the, the feast days at the temple, they would sing these songs of ascent as they ascended from the lowland to the city on a hill, which was Jerusalem. If you've ever been to Jerusalem, it's on a high hill. The point is, the song is music of an uphill journey. And you can picture them singing as they went uphill on a journey to the city of Jerusalem. Jesus, no doubt, made that same journey when he was a child with his parents. No doubt they sang Psalm 121. And so the journey of life is long, and it's winding, it's dangerous, and there's a lot that we go through, and there's a lot of uphill. But we can sing praise the Lord or hallelujah because the road finally comes out to, at the holy city of God. The Bible says it this way, Let not your heart be troubled, in John 14, 1 through 6. Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. For in, in, I've gone to prepare a place for you. If I go to prepare a place for you, I'll come again and receive you unto myself that where I am, there you may be also. So we can be glad and rejoice because we're on this journey and we can find help and assistance along the way. So there's help. First of all, if you're taking notes, there's help for the journey. Look around. That's what he did. In 121 verse 1, the A part of that verse, he says, I will lift up my eyes to the hills. Now, as the psalmist began his journey, he looked around and he began to think. There may be some dangers ahead, or there may be some obstacles ahead. There may be a twist, a turn in the highway. And so he looks up and he sees the mountains. Now, remember, a lot of good things happened on a mountain. Uh, Abraham was told to present his son Isaac. That's a sacrifice on a mountaintop. That's good. God was teaching him to be obedient, expressing his faith in God. He was very obedient to the point of raising the knife up to take his son's life. His faith in God, knowing that God would provide a sacrifice. Good things happen on a mountain. Moses, if you remember, was given the law on Mount Sinai. Jesus preached a sermon on the mountain. Elijah killed the prophets of Baal at Mount Carmel. Jesus, if you remember, carried a cross up a mountain, Mount Calvary, Gagatha. So there are a lot of good things that mountains can give you. They give you peace. At a funeral I hear a lot of times... 
A song entitled, Go Rest High on the Mountain. There's a sense of peace on a mountain. Contentment on a mountain. Calmness about a mountain. So first he said, I will look unto the hills. And so he looked around. Now, remember this. The King James can be misleading in verse 1. I love the King James Version. But let me point this out. In verse 1, if you're not careful, you'll conclude that your help comes from the mountains. Notice what the King James Version says. It says, I will lift up my eyes unto the hills from whence cometh my help. Now, if you're not careful, you would think that the help comes from the mountains. I will lift my eyes unto the hills from whence cometh my help, period. However, shouldn't be a period there. Should be a question mark. Now look at the difference in the New King James verse 1. I will lift up my eyes unto the hills from whence cometh my help? Question mark. It's all a difference. I lift up my eyes unto the hills. I'll, I'll raise my eyes to the hills to look for my help. He, he looks outward to the hills and then he asks a question. From whence cometh my help? Where am I going to find help? Who can help me? Now, this is known as intellect or intellectual knowledge. He talks to himself. Looks up. Where am I going to find help? Who's going to help me? And he looks within himself. Who's, he talks to himself. Who's going to help me? He looks around to the mountains. Then he looks within. He talks to himself. Verse 2, he looks above. Notice verse 2. He says, And my help comes from the Lord who made heaven and earth. You see, verse 2 is the foundation of the entire psalm. He looks to the mountains. He looked up to the mountains, no help. He looked inward, no help. I've looked up and I've realized that my help comes from the Lord. You know, I wish that our politicians and scientists and researchers and epidemiologists, I wish, I wish they all could realize that our help in this time of crisis comes from the Lord. You see, the lessons to all of us traveling through this world, the main lesson is for us to look up because our help comes from the Lord. Look up. Now, why should we look up? Well, verse 2 says, the B part of that verse, He made the heavens and the earth. The psalmist looked to the one who set the stars in space. He set the earth on its, on its axis, and then he put it on its course. He put it on its orbit. And so the point is, if He guides the planets in their rotation around the sun, surely He can guide my steps 
on my journey in this, or on this earth. Or surely he can guide our nation on their journey, on our journey right now on the earth. So we're pilgrims. We're passing through this world on a journey. And there's help for the crosses if we'll only look up. Look up. Not only is there help, point two, if you're taking notes, there's a promise for the crosses. And the Lord promises to perceive you. He sees you. We can't see Him, but He sees you. He sees me. He sees us. He knows us. He knows the number of hairs on our head, according to Matthew chapter 10. He knows how we feel. He knows if you're anxious. He knows if you're stressed. He knows if you're worried. The Bible says that He will not let your foot be moved. Verse 3, he will not allow your foot to be moved. You know, as believers, God wants us to take a stand. He wants us to take a bold stand for him and for what we believe. And, And we're to pray and we're to seek his will and we're to seek his direction and his wisdom. And when we've heard from him, we need to plant our feet and we need to stand. King Hezekiah, he'd taken a bold stand against Sennacherib. No other king had done this in regards to the Assyrians. You know, it's easy to have second thoughts after making a bold commitment to God, but second thoughts are not always the best because the conscience thoughts appear uh, in second thoughts. In other words, if we have time to think about it, we may just change our mind. It's said that the highest medals of valor and the highest medals of bravery are won by individuals who have responded by impulse, the impulse of the moment. Others had the same urge, but they had second thought. So the point is, pray and seek God's wisdom. Seek His direction. And when you have heard from Him, stand firm, and He will not let your foot be moved. There's help for the journey. Then there's a promise that He sees you. He won't let your foot slip. And then He protects you. Look at verse 3. He says in verse 3, He will not allow your foot to be moved. He who keeps you will not slumber. Or sleep. So the point is, God is right there. He's watching you. He's watching me. And as, as travelers, we have to realize that God is watching over us night. He's watching over us during the day. He's shading us during the day. He's watching over us, caring for us during the night. He provides safety in the heat of the day. He provides safety from the terrors of night. He perceives He protects. And third, He preserves. Look at verse uh, 7. Go back to verse 6. He says, The sun will not smite you, nor the moon by night. The Lord shall shall preserve you from evil. He shall preserve your soul. He says, He shall preserve you from evil. Think of the worst thing that could happen to you right now. Well, nothing's out of his control. Every evil that you can imagine is under his control. 
So He preserves you from evil and He preserves you. He preserves your existence. Look at that in the B part. He shall preserve your soul. The point is, God's going to keep, he's going to keep your life. Your, your life doesn't end when you breathe your last breath. Always remember this, that, that the funeral is a punctuation mark in your life, but it's not a period, it's just a comma. And so we were created with an eternal soul, and God's going to guide our soul on this earth, and He's going to guide our soul in eternity. As the songwriter put it this way, I'm on my way to that fair land where the soul of man never dies, where there'll be no parting there, where the soul of man never dies. So God is going to preserve our existence. And then He's going to preserve us every day, every day. While we walk through this world, He's going to preserve our existence our existence we may you know we may be on this journey this life's journey and and we come to a bend in the road and, uh, but you know he's there to help us in 2007 I've mentioned this to our church before and I've read this poem because it spoke so much to me and I shared it with uh, our daughter Corey and she and I were talking about this poem a couple of days ago and I shared it with her in 2007 when she'd been diagnosed with a, uh, a, a really bad uh, autoimmune disease, real rare. And the title of this poem is A Bend in the Road. It spoke so much to me. I sent it to her, and since then I've sent it to a number of people. Listen to this. Sometimes we come to life's crossroads, and we view what we think is the end. But God has a much wider vision. And he knows that it's only a bend. The road will go on and get smoother. And after we're stopped for a rest, the path that lies hidden beyond us is often the path that is best. So rest and relax and grow stronger. Let go and let God share your load. And have faith in a brighter tomorrow. You've just come to a bend in the road. And that's what we do. We come to a bend in the road, a bend in our journey. And it's not the end because He promises to preserve us every day. And then God will preserve us eternally. The B part of that verse. Look, if you will, at verse, uh, verse 8. The Lord shall preserve your going out and your coming in. That's daily. From this time forth and forevermore. He'll preserve us every day, but He'll preserve us eternally. Now, you may have begun a journey prior to the coronavirus. And then when the virus came, you just uh, added another part to your journey. But we keep carrying on. We keep going on. We can be happy. We can be of good cheer. We can have that joy that's uh, uh, that joy that's, that's unspeakable joy. Be of good cheer. Don't let the devil discourage you. Because God can handle everything that we're up against. Individually and as a nation. Let me share with you a passage of scripture. 
uh, Romans chapter 8. I'm just going to, off the cuff, turn to Romans chapter 8. And uh, I love the book of Romans. And chapter 8 is one of my favorite chapters, especially verse 28. And I'll read that, but then I want to go into another. Romans 8 verse 28. And we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to those who are called according to His purpose. If you'll skip to verse 38, Paul says, For I am persuaded that neither death nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other created thing shall be able to separate us from the love of God which is in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Listen, he's there for the long haul. He's our help in time of trouble. So there's help for the journey. There's help. We look to the mountains, can't find it there. We look inside, we can't find it there. We look above and realize that our help comes from the Lord who made the heavens and the earth. And then there's promises for the journey. He preserves us from evil. He preserves us uh, uh, eternally. He preserves us every day. He preserves our existence. He's there with us to help us in everything. And I pray that you might realize that there's help during this time of crisis. Let's have a prayer. Heavenly Father, thank you for an opportunity we have to come into your presence and be encouraged by the psalmist of Psalm 121. I pray for everyone who's listened. They may have been cast down and burdened and discouraged. Help all of us to remember there's help during the time of a crisis. For those who have put their faith and trust in you. Now there are many today who've been reminded that as a believer that God's going to be with them and help them and get them through this. But there are those who have never trusted you as Lord and Savior of their life. They feel all alone and helpless, hopeless. I pray today that you'll speak to their heart and humble their heart. And Father, I pray that you'll soften their heart. And where they would realize their lost condition without you. And Father, that today they would be willing to believe the gospel that you came and you died on the cross for our sins. You were buried and you arose again. One day you're coming back. But until then, whatever we go through, we, don't, we go through it. Just like the psalmist said, Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I fear no evil. We go through things, Lord. You help us through them. You'll never leave us. You're always with us. You're going to get us through whatever we face. And then you're with us every day. And then you protect us. You protect our soul every day. You protect our soul eternally. Nothing can separate us from you, Lord. And for the unbeliever, I pray today, they would see they need a Savior. And that Savior is Jesus. And I pray today, by faith, they would believe that you're God's Son. You came and died for them on a cross where they could have forgiveness of their sins. If they would turn from their sins and turn to you and trust you for their salvation and nothing else, that you would forgive their sins 
and give them eternal life. I pray they'll do that today during this invitation time. And we make this prayer in Jesus' name. Amen. As our praise team comes and sings our invitation, use this time, if you haven't already, ask Christ to come into your life and save you. And He will. Please, please use this time to get close to the Lord.